Hey, Art Talks listeners. This is Molly, News and Public Affairs Director here at KZMU. I just wanted to pop on real quick and let you know that we had a little bit of a technical difficulty for a few minutes in the first part of the program. So you'll hear one of our guests talk very eloquently about arts culture here in Moab. The sound is a little funky, um, but then we get it sorted out. Enjoy this amazing discussion about arts culture, the future, the past, the present here in Moab. Welcome to Art Talks. I'm your host, Richard Codd, and I want to thank you for joining us here today on June 19th, 2023. We have a special show lined up, and um, I... The topic today is going to be, what is the status of the arts community in Moab? And we have three guests, and I'll introduce them now, and then they can also introduce themselves a little bit um, in a couple of minutes. But joining us today will be local artist Alex Burbage, and then we have Christy Dutton-Williams, who has been involved with KZMU for many, many years in the Art Trails program. And we have none other than Sarah Mead. So let me kind of throw out the topic and see what you folks can can suggest um, about how do we grow our arts community here. So... um, let me kick it off with Sarah. Um, I've talked to you about this many, many times, and I'm excited today that we can be uh, talking about this. So, Sarah, where is our arts community today, and where is it going? How's how's that for a brief? Well, let me let me let me you know, and and let me let me go back. Let let, let me let me go back. The way this started, and I have to do a real shout-out to Melissa Morgan over at The Mark. She had uncovered an article. It was in the Times Independent, and it was 17 years ago. And I don't remember the article exactly, but it asked the question, where is Moab's art? Uh, community headed, will it be the next Taos or Santa Fe? And some of the folks who were in there were Bruce Hucko, Teresa King, um, and some others. And obviously, we haven't become another Taos or Santa Fe 17 years later. I can ask the question too, did we ever want to be a Taos or a Santa Fe? So, Again, what are some of the opportunities and challenges? If, if you're a 25-year-old uh, artist, just out of school, you move down here, um, does it take three jobs, four jobs, trying to sell your stuff at various arts festivals? Um, we have one gallery. No, we have two galleries. We have Tom Till Gallery, of course, and we have Gallery Moab. How many galleries does Moab want to have i've heard people say oh you need at least six galleries eight galleries to be a viable destination for art purchasers and art lovers let's uh so let's 
there's a much bigger concept of like what what e what even is what does that even mean to to be an artist community or an arts destination and I think it's easy to get kind of caught up in the thought that it needs to be a gallery or it needs to be in a gallery to be considered art to be seen or worth seeing or going um, to as a destination I think is something that Moab artists from the short relatively short time that I've been here have subverted you know a lot of what I see here in this community are artists that are um, creating work that exists outside the gallery and uses the whole town or the, the landscape as the gallery and also community spaces within this town I mean that's that's kind of what brought me here to begin with was was the community and the, the sort of community organizing spirit in nonprofits and arts and agriculture. And I think that the local artists that live here do a really good job of um, taking advantage of those spaces, using the library, using Moonflower, using the Arts and Recreation Center, and um, making those spaces to sort of lift up the, the arts or the sidewalk. And, uh, you know, I, I don't. Mm necessarily think that I can speak to the bigger question of like did we did we want to be um, Taos or mm -hmm. did we want to be these places um, I, I have no idea mm -hmm. but I do know that it's it's you know it's been through in my experience living here a lot of different iterations of what um, you know how the arts kind of like show up in this space and who's coming forward um, as the as the artists that are getting kind of uh, I wouldn't say showcased. You know, it's, there's like a really strong DIY spirit. It's not like somebody chooses, okay, now we're gonna like look at this, like no one entity, you know, we don't, we don't have like a, a museum of modern art that can highlight a particular group of artists in the community and suddenly everybody's obsessed with that one artist. It's like, if you, if you are able to get your work out there, then that's how it ends up happening. Well, we do get hundreds of calls, usually, during our talks. Okay, so it sounds like Mike 4 is not um, actually picking up my voice, but just picking up room sound. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, so anyways, thank I just... Thank you, caller. I just, you Yes, know, thank you for, I, for that. Yeah, and I, and I really said, like, the most profound um, thing just now. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but we'll... But, but, and I really think I nailed it. And, uh, and so, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that and let... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll synthesize and say, Sarah, you're right. Defining the terms about what is right. an arts destination, which was uh, the jumping off point of your brilliance there, and, and yeah. how that's uh, changed over the years mm -hmm. is very much part of the uh, oh context of your question. I can remember that article. I can remember before 17 years mm -hmm. ago when the economy of the place was such that a lot of people uh, in the community were trying to figure out how to do a thing called diversify the economy. Right. And that's still the coveted holy grail of a balanced, uh, good place to live for people throughout the decades here in Moab, Utah. And that's a whole nother topic and we'll probably get back to it as well the diversification well, that folks are talking sort of about how now. it started with yeah. well we can we can develop this arts part because there are so many talents here so 
what do we want the future to be? And 20 years ago or so, it seemed like, well, maybe we can aim for that and see what happens. Uh, but then the other question is, how, uh, how do you even quantify what makes an artist an artist? For mm-hmm. there are many, many of uh, the uh, writers that are here oh, that yeah. have glittering careers. They don't need a gallery. There are people that do large-scale sculptures, and uh, that doesn't really quite work in a gallery space. So there are um, scores of artists that did a studio tour that was... uh, The studio tour may still happen, but that was very, very rich for a long time, and they also did not require uh, gallery space. And so I, I don't know that having six, eight galleries in town would really change the rubric so uh that's a really interesting big. point and and i have to say when when i've been talking about this i am primarily talking about printed art mm-hmm. so yes writers um i didn't i'm not thinking of that but i include that in the greater arts community mm-hmm. here to make it viable for a much larger uh, audience or participatory uh, group. I think but, it, it's also an, a, a, something to be said for how much of a part the visitors, well, and locals, like kind of play in that. You know, like you're, there's the, the, re- the person receiving the art is, you know, like as a huge percentage of the existence of, of the art or the life of the art is who's perceiving it and who's hearing it, who's reading it, who's seeing it. And so in a community like ours with our type of visitation, uh, with seasonal and people coming here and really concentrated in the town, but then dispersed out into the the community, it, it changes the relationship with or it's a different type of relationship with the spaces that people go into. So there may not be the same type of access to it, right? And so it, at least for, for people who visit, like if you think about places like you described art uh, or art, um, Taos and Santa Fe, right. you know, the people are going to those spaces for other reasons than why they're coming to Moab. Um, and, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. That's but a, I, no, that's a, that's a really good thought. Uh, who, and, and who is coming here and why? And if, if we go back and uh, off-road folks who enjoy uh, that, uh, hiking, camping, uh, climbing, like you just said, river running. So all outdoor activities, um, how many are coming just for the arts, and we have those events, the Moab Folk Festival, the Moab Music Festival, the Moab Art Festival, um, Art Trails, when that starts. So we have a number of events. But you're right, how many come here and disperse for the day? Yeah, and we are lucky enough to have a, a, like a, a working artist. Yes. you call yourself a working artist? Uh, yeah, Alex. What, I, a- Alex? Yeah, I welcome work. to the show. <laughs> yeah, Alex. I want to just talk to you. I, I recently saw y- your show over at the Mark uh, last month, and I th- I thought it was amazing. Um, it was what a twenty five year retrospective, um, and and I liked it very much. So me too. What, <laughs> Thank you. 
Um, so tell me, what, what, what do you think? Uh, you've lived here, worked here for several years. Um, is it the kind of place where... Um, I feel like the art scene has ebbed and flowed over the years uh-huh. um, as far as people or local artists that want to make a scene happen. And uh-huh. I think maybe that's sometimes more than anything what artists want. And I, and they don't have to be painters or sculptors or they can be, or musicians. It's just like you want to find a connection in a community. And this is kind of an interesting place because the the backdrop, the natural beauty attracts people of, you know, and it's an inspiration to make art and but at the same time all these different artists are out, they're all out in their own little canyon. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, oh, I haven't seen you forever and doing that. And so sometimes it's it's challenging to have that kind of like community connection. We're in a different day and age where it's like there's not one communal coffee house. I mean, there kind of was when I first moved to town. Like Galactica Cafe was one. There was a, right. just a couple of places, but there was like a round table of like people sitting around talking and I don't know if that's necessarily happening so much today especially with the way social media has played into things and I think anywhere really anymore quite that I know of you know um, yeah but I mean like right now the the theater scene is just it's on a little low right now and it's just it's it's looking for you know new spirit and I don't Mm. know if there's a lot of like there's not a lot of venues for musicians here and there there's a couple of like you know open night mics here and there and then there's right there's people that have found niches that are making it work like the backyard theater is a cool little thing and they're getting out there and like all the big time festivals but as a collective whole right now I think it's hard for artists to kind of get together and interact and like have a a local scene and and that's one of the things i noticed and i am trying to work out something and i think we may have done it Hmm. where we're gonna have a once a month or twice a month salon where artists can come in bring their work, share it, you want to talk about it, hey, this is where I'm going, anybody have any advice on this? It'll be very informal, Um, it may be once or twice a month uh, at lunchtime, and it'll be an opportunity for artists to just come in, get together, and talk, and hopefully share experiences and knowledge. So we're going to try to get that started very soon. I think the Art Walk has played a great role in artists being able to develop a body of work and put it somewhere for just just the once and have it be, even if it's not a gallery space, it could be a gift shop and it's there for a little bit of time. And uh, it has really helped both uh, tourists, residents, the artists themselves be able to show their work in a way that isn't so tied to the gallery system. Well, you know, um, the the Moab, here's an example, the Moab Arts and Ag, they just recently... That was great. The, yeah, they just, um, 
reinvigorated that this year. And it's been, I think, so so much uh, improved with down at the park. The Moab Grown has got a lot of uh, produce uh, uh, there, and there are more artists with their uh, material on display. So, um, you know, may, maybe... Can I add a thought? Yeah, yeah, I was just, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt, is that okay? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. You're making me think about something that's come up quite a bit, which is this this thought about, um, like what what comes to mind when you think of the term, you know, like an artist's community or a city that is supportive supportive of the arts? I, I think it's really, easy and sometimes like kind of dangerous to to like slip into commercialism you know Mm -hmm. like oh it's a place where it's a place that has a lot of ways to buy art like there's a lot of markets where you can buy art and where people can hawk their wares there's a lot of galleries where you can walk in and buy art there's Mm -hmm. a lot of um you know pop-up market like it's to me I like I, I'm realizing in this conversation that for me, when I think about a community that is supportive of the arts or a place that is an arts community, it's more about a community that supports artists to make art regardless of whether or not they're you know all if that's if they're selling it like a place where you can show your art a mm. place where where art is accessible for free i mm-hmm. think is a big mm-hmm. part of it too which is tough because artists need to get paid right um absolutely but there's some sort of like there's some sort of middle ground where like artists can make work and get paid and live a happy and healthy life but it doesn't it's not requiring people to come and walk into a space and purchase it directly. Does does that make sense? Like Yeah, yeah, I think that's a very good point. And I, I so I think like you know, I I I kind of keep coming back to this concept of like the DIY <laughs> art scene. Like if there's places that I get really inspired by have a have a pretty healthy balance of um, you know, high-end very uh, expensive and gorgeous and large scale artwork that's in a gallery or on display or presented in a really kind of ceremonious way and like you know down and dirty free cheap art pop-up stuff you know like our bread and puppet performance that we had in town or giant weird puppet parade and you know things like that, and I think a community is responsible for creating that type of soil so that creative individuals feel like they can dedicate a whole weekend to make a giant puppet while also being able to have have a, a way to make money as well. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that an- what the answer is, but I think that that's what I've I've you know I've I've in the various ways tried to help foster in this little town with little. You know, nonprofit organization stuff and workshop, free workshop kind of stuff, and it seems like it's hard for that to get a footing in this town. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm looking at Alex and Christy who have yeah. like lived and made art and worked in in this community longer than me. I don't know if that's something that you've seen or witnessed or starting it is one thing, sustaining it over time through those waves of uh, 
you know you were talking about the ebbs and the flows is quite another and i think uh, a lot of um <laughs> a lot of self-supporting workers self-employed people whether mm-hmm. it's arts or not uh find it hard to do in a rural and isolated place mm-hmm. like this mm-hmm. uh i don't think we could beat taos and santa fe i personally don't in relish the idea of quite all that uh, much activity with all of those people, partly because of the financial constraint that it puts on it when there's so much um, economic wealth, when there's so much wealth in the community. It's a wonderful thing, mostly for the wealthy. It's, yeah. it's maybe great for artists because then there are people of means that can afford, say, you know, a significant 10, piece, yeah, yeah. right? Um, but I, but I think about those those spaces in New Mexico, and yeah, they don't really translate. I don't think Moab could or should be. It should just be Moab. It's a scruffy DIY kind of place. You know, I this I, what I, winds yeah. up being the the final truth. I think. What do you think, Alex? I mean, I, I agree on the front. I don't necessarily want it to become a, a Taos or Santa Fe. I think maybe one thing, I guess if we're talking about 17 years ago when this article came back, it's just a reference point. At the time there was definitely, and it's always been an ongoing topic of like, but rerouting the road. Like we have an inner big highway going through our town and it just doesn't make that kind of lingering vibe. It would be a totally different vibe in this town, right? if there was no highway running through there and in the evenings when people got back from their different you know activities and whatever it is they're doing recreating and you had this kind of casual place to go hang out that would probably facilitate more space for people to want to hang out and i think most communities do better when outside people can see wow there's some creativity happening here there's vibrancy happening here and yeah it's kind of at all levels where you're like you see that there's things happening where there are youth programs going on and it's it's interactive all the way up and i mean Mm -hmm. i think that's a healthy dynamic thing but you know we we didn't go that route and if anything we we've embraced more of a motorhead mm-hmm. <laughs> mentality mm-hmm. to, to, mm-hmm. you know so like yeah. you know, that's that's a whole different mindscape really if you just joined us we are this is kzmu 106.7 and 90.1 uh and you are listening to art talks and it's a special show on where is moeb's arts community and where is it going who knows But we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be back right after this. Well, hopefully um, you're still with us on our exciting discussion today about the status of the arts community here in Moab. And you're listening to KZMU 106.7. But you can always check us out on kzmu.org. Um, that's also one way to to listen to us. There was a little discussion about the local music scene off mic uh, as part of the the arts 
community here and the you know Alex you brought up that amazing point of the the physical space like where can people gather to uh, discuss or enjoy or see art and Mm -hmm. be around it and that is a huge part of it you know you can't just there's a lot of it that we get on our phone scrolling through I mean even a lot of local artists I think that I see more of their work on my social media feeds Mm. on my phone than I actually get to see in person Um, And some of that's just like my own bad habits. (laughs) But I do think that that's a big part of it. You know, people are maybe prioritizing or it's a little bit more um, economical or efficient to to use those social media platforms for even in a small community like this. I agree, Sarah. Largely because of the changes that have come down the pike about time and money. Um, Mm. For much of Moab's history, uh, it was a place where you couldn't make as much money but you sure had more time Mm -hmm. you had more time uh, both to help develop a nonprofit, to devote to something like an event to put on a play Mm. it wasn't about making money the uh, creative act itself was its own self-fulfilling joy Mm. right and uh, so now it's I think way the exception to be a a working artist that's making their whole living off of their artistic work mm-hmm. it's rare you've got oh i can name a handful mm-hmm. uh, but by far the majority have a different way to make their rent mm-hmm. and they make their beauty on the side that mm-hmm. and sarah had a had a good point there i know a number of artists in town who are selling thousands of dollars a month on the internet. Mm-hmm. There's that, so perhaps the, the stores that um, existed years ago, the galleries, maybe now it's just happening online. Hmm. It is. One benefit yeah. of Moab, at least for artists, is the fact oh, that you have the potential to if getting into a cafe is a great start like if you're just trying to get your foot in the door because people from all over the world are going to come in there you know so it's an easy way to get exposure and then all of a sudden you say oh I got a website or something and Mm -hmm. someone takes your you know they're sitting around in the cafe and they could get on the website and they could you know so there's different potentials and different avenues for artists to go forward and that's happening i'm sure i'm not tech savvy and i'm not doing it myself but i've heard about it yeah what do you what do you what's your because like Uh, i said i've uh, seen your work like in community uh, spaces primarily uh, i mean i've been really removed for the last handful of years and just recently i've started just kind of venturing back into showing and Mm -hmm. kind of dealing with that and i always just made art on the side so i didn't have to be stressed about like Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> making money and paying bills, and I was just did it for the joy of it for myself. And mm-hmm. if I sell a couple here and there, that's cool. Yeah. Well, so I, yeah. that's my that's my take. Yeah. yeah. Um, w- you know, one of the things that um, we can gauge where is a community at is how much how much money do is put towards various programs. So. Um, a follow-up show on this is going to be with county um, representatives and city representatives to talk about what 
what what is Moab and what is Grand County doing with some of their resources to promote the arts? So we'll we'll be talking about that. But you know, this year um, we had for the first time our rap tax. Mm-hmm. And the wrap tax, for those who don't know, is a very small percentage. Uh, it's a sales tax, and it generated uh, several hundred thousand for the city of Moab this year, and approximately a hundred thousand was earmarked for um, arts and recreation programs. Mm-hmm. So um, that was exciting. I happened to be on that committee. And I and that was year one, and again we had about a hundred thousand dollars to allocate an award, and I'm hoping that future years we'll see that that amount grow. But that's a a good opportunity again for both emerging and established artists to be able to find a way to help fund something that they're they want to work on if mm-hmm. if they can uh, receive an, a little bit of extra money might might be the difference and I think that's what mm-hmm. that rap tax may represent all, all the difference really I would yeah. say Richard because uh, and, and partly because of that and the support that can come from uh, this shared pot of funding that I think that the uh, art scene is healthier in many ways than it ever has been because there's a uh, sort of broad recognition of the good that a healthy artistic community and output can bring to the community itself. It it, it really does help diversify mm-hmm. and enrich the community, and not just about this, like how how much time is that artist spending on making their art, and are they able to pay their rent with it? It's that's not even as much part of it. It's just like. No, the whole community sees it as value. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and and um, I think w- w- we have um, the opportunity here. We were talking about theater, uh, of trying to get that activated again. Um, but I, I don't know if if they're interested in in trying to get that back established but one of the things i heard is what you had alluded to christy is that many folks have been involved in a lot of these programs over the years and now either if they're working or just don't have the time or the energy anymore to put into this and hopefully there'll be a next wave of people uh, so, sorry, I keep interrupting. That, that's okay, but that's why I love like Bruce Bruce Hucko's program in the schools. I, I don't know whether Peggy Hardy was with them, but there was something that he had posted about getting the kids uh, out and in arches, and they were doing a special program with the kids on art. And look at where we live is mm-hmm. what it's called. Ex- mm-hmm. Okay, thank you, art coach. Bruce what Hucko. a great program. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can grow our arts community here in Moab. Maybe the question that we've been dancing around is, so what do we, what do we want to be in 10 years, if, if, if anything different than what we have? So um, those are, you know, let, let me know um, what you think of something like that. 
What if, what if we did things like a, a sculpture workshop someday out here, or um, ha- getting artists how to how to sell your work on the internet? Some of those more specialized activities. I don't know. I hope Melissa Morgan's listening <laughs> about this. Uh, regarding the sculpture, I think mm. it's uh, great, and it could be that mm-hmm. the advent of Utah State University campus and the uh, welding uh, workshops and classes that they are teaching out there right now do eventually develop in their own sweet good time a, uh, a strength of being able to do something like that. Yeah. Uh, there, I think, is going to be the big potential of developing a lot of young creatives out of that institution. I do hope I so. I hope so. Yeah, I, I interviewed her uh, last month or a couple of months ago about that welding program. Chloe? Chloe, the teacher. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. No, there's potential for miles. I think it's grown slowly, and mm-hmm. the desert likes to grow things slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way it stays you know if it goes fast easy come and sadly easy go yeah that's a great Um, so yeah i think we're also in a really interesting time right now i mean the last 17 years look a lot different than the 17 years before that Mm -hmm. you know that things change a lot more quickly and dramatically and in sweeping broad strokes and so i you know, looking forward into the what the next 10 years would be is really hard to fathom. Because also just in our last five years, we had this oh. global pandemic. And so I think people are also reconsidering and re-identifying with time and what it means to them and how they want to use it. And some, you know, we were talking about this, the theater aspect of the performance theater in in our town and there's a lot of the, there's such a long legendary history of the performance theater in Moab yeah, and, and yeah. how vibrant it once was in several different iterations and in some ways is still um alive and kicking but in these smaller ways like through the KZMU radio plays or mm-hmm. you know pop-up things and live music and yeah backyard shows you know but I think part of that too is that some of these, some of the community arts, you know, or like multi people arts, um, uh, mm. you know, representations take a lot of, uh, a lot of time, a lot of time. And people mm-hmm. have to volunteer yeah. to do, to make something like it happen. Like Christy, you said, like there's what's, it's one thing to start something and it's a whole other different thing to sustain something. And I think that, you know, people are, getting in touch more with how they want to spend their time here on this planet and in this town. And, um, and it's harder to like maybe link up on certain things for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. for sure, but it certainly feels like that in the last few years to me. Um, when I f- first moved here, which was only like 11 or 12 years ago, mm-hmm. it seemed like it was a lot easier to say, you know, hey, let's commit to this really um, overly ambitious idea and see it through to the end, you eight other people. And everyone was like, cool, let's do it. And then it happened. And now it's like, well, let's like synchronize our watches and see about next January and, you know, stuff like that. It just feels 
very, very different. And so I don't necessarily want to just blame like people like that. Nobody wants to do it. I think that everybody wants it and needs it, mm-hmm. but it's, it's different that that doesn't, you know, it doesn't compute with like, okay, let's actually do it. <laughs> uh, really, it is down to something like the rent's too damn high. I, I think was just going to say that's that. what I was basically walking around. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You just can't quite swing it. Yeah. Whether you're a gallerist or uh, an artist. I can yes. say one little thing, though, about the uh, sculpting. I'll uh, just share this one little story. Uh, my dear husband, Michael Ford Dunton, wonderful, wonderful genius sculptor, <laughs> genius sculptor. And uh, part of the deal is you go get rock, okay? So he carves rock. He also welds and works with uh, steel and light. Mm -hmm. But you go to these quarries. You go to these places where you can pick up these rocks, and they're wonderful rock yards with people that have imported something like, oh, who knows, agate from Iran, okay? Or... Right. And these wonderful yards. And when the pandemic happened, to your point, Sarah, there were a lot of people that said that became hobbyists and Mm. went out to these yards Mm. and basically high graded Mm. a lot of the rock. And Mm. then the supply side issues started Mm. happening so that, that, you know, there were sculptors, you know, some of the bigs that are able to go off to. Cinque Terre in Italy and pick up some, you know, gigantic room-sized piece of marble and put it on a uh, boat and ship it back to the United States. Okay, it was a lot of money, but not too much money. They were able to do it. And now it's off, off the charts, off the charts. And so for a lot of people that are working with some of these more durable um difficult to obtain Mm -hmm. materials the the math has changed a lot Mm -hmm. uh Mm. access to it has changed a lot partly because people are like i'm gonna become a yeah i'm gonna do that with my life now Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing but it's complicated the supply yeah let's go back to um what you had just quickly said rent it's expensive to live here. And if you're, again, since we're talking about young, struggling, or uh, middle-aged artists, you know, to come in here and buy a house anymore is very expensive. To rent a place is expensive. And if, if you are trying to get by by selling art and working a couple of other jobs. You come home. Are you exhausted? And oh, geez, now I got to create art for for uh, Moab made or something. I, I that's got to be difficult. Even at, where am I going to live? So you're not maybe thinking about your art. So that's where some of these outside programs that can help artists. Um, a little bit, whether it's the rap tax or the county, some of their programs or the city, um, whatever can be done to help artists make and sell their their uh, artwork. Um, the other thing I wanted to go back to and we've talked about is I think COVID has had a major impact mm-hmm. on not only Moab, but every other small community uh, in Utah, you know, 
I'll give an example of why I think Plain Air Moab was up and running, and they and they had maybe eighty artists or hundred artists some years, and all of a sudden COVID hit. And I'm just naming one program that I know of. That boy, that was a sledgehammer mm-hmm. on on Plain Air Moab, and they are still struggling to get that program back up and running. And I'm hoping that that they will but that has to have uh, uh, trying to do what we talked about trying to make your rent trying um to figure out um where you're going to live uh i I think these are some of the key issues that have to be addressed probably before we start to see some of the other growth in in art here but we do have a royal crossing that's going up. There are a number of, of uh, programs that are bringing some more affordable housing. I, we're getting into a whole other subject, but it's all related. Mm-hmm. It's all related. So I do think it's helpful to think about, like, you're talking about, you know, the, the topic we've touched on a little bit of how, how does a community support the arts in all the different ways. And one way is the is addressing the rent being too damn high. But I think it's also useful to think about what, you know, that's such a big bite to, to, to gnaw on. And not every, you know, not all the listeners can wrap their minds around that. Mm-hmm. But I do think that every person who's listening today could think about what they could, what their little part could be to support the capital A arts in Moab in all of its forms and what what does that look like and maybe that just simply means like not just walking by the mark every time you go by but actually going in and mm-hmm. and, and spending five minutes looking at every single piece i mean there have been a ton of shows that come to the mark that i i'm just too in my head i'm like i got places to be i can't take time and, and every time i finally like get myself out of that and walk in and take in the pieces i'm always so floored and so impressed Mm -hmm. and just associating names with with art too it's a big way to understand what our community looks like as an artist community and look how you're not going in there necessarily to buy it you're looking to go in there and experience art and do the thing that art can do which is emancipate yourself from the mental slavery of the clock yeah and feel something yeah good Good, good point. Well, Alex, you just had a, a big show there, um, and and when I was there, there had to be at least 30, 40 people, um, and the, 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 the materials you had outside, it was just a wonderful event, and I, I encourage the mark to keep doing those. You know, they're trying to figure out where they're at now in 2023, um, but yes, I would hope that they keep doing that and perhaps expand it to other venues, uh, uh, pop-up displays. Right. Uh, who knows? Why not put some art in the Moab Information Center? I, I don't know. You know. It, well, it, it, it's time and energy. I mean, yeah. I, I, it, it's it's commitment of people, like people like sitting around right now, you know. <laughs> Uh, throwing out ideas, mm-hmm. and tossing seeds, as they say, and maybe something's going to sprout, and maybe nothing comes of it or whatever. But once you start getting ideas, it 
it's easy to get the idea, but then it's like, as Christy said earlier, it's like maintaining it and sustaining it. And like, if it's going to grow and like to cultivate it, that's just, it's, it's really exhausting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with it being so challenging to live here, the, the young infusion yeah. of mm-hmm. youth and ideas, like, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like the community as a whole does a good job as far as prevent or presenting art opportunities for for the youth Mm -hmm. but like once they kind of graduate maybe it'll change with usu but there's not like an Mm -hmm. all ages venue place for like kids if kids were like putting a band together or whatever that they could play right Right. Right. there's not that kind of like vibe or whatever the dream and and so and like there's no cheap warehouses to where like you had you could just go like make a huge mess you yeah. know what if you're lucky to have like a ranch you're probably painting in the corner yeah maybe the paint fumes are going to make your art a little bit crazier and you know, <laughs> that van go effect but probably not a good yeah. long-term strategy right so, but at least it's a strategy <laughs> it's a strategy yeah i think the yeah, last time we had a makerspace thing like it it, it mm. fell it Was fell it victim space? of oh. the rent being too damn high no oh. ruckus oh ruckus yeah, R I P Ruckus. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, and Third Space was was a similar thing. You know, it's like yeah, it's a great, in theory, it's a great idea mm. to just have a ran a, an open space to host free things, you know. But somebody's got to pay the rent. Well, maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe that's something at, um, as like the Moab Arts Council now the Canyonlands Arts Council, they are trying to reconstitute after several years of, of um, not dormancy, but again, you need volunteers and they're getting back. But I think if we had a space, what you were just talking about, where artists um, say, hey, I have all this old material or that mm-hmm. I, I don't need at this point. Mm-hmm. L- let me let me give it to you so somebody who might want to explore mm-hmm. linotypes or ex- explore um, a different kind of printing mm-hmm. or, or um, pastels or whatever, but a place where people can go and experiment. I, I, maybe that's something the Arts Council can that would be can amazing. try to do. Yeah. Who, who knows? You are just an idea box. It just keeps you is spitting them out there. You keep it up. It's so great to have your enthusiasm. <laughs> a, a fresh infusion of positivity and enthusiasm is partly what helps it all happen, Richard. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, I hope so. Um, I, I feel very fortunate that I've been able to... Um, be the host of Art Talks, meet all the wonderful artists in town. And mm-hmm. and my goal is to help promote the arts community any way I can and to help it make it grow and to help make it a place where artists can live successfully and grow their careers. That That's what I hope. So, um, Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, we have about uh, four minutes left. If there's uh, any... any uh, topic related to that that perhaps um we didn't cover yet but uh, i as a personal fan of alex's work mm-hmm. i want to hear what what's next for you do you oh, have yeah. do you have plans do you have another uh, show in the works i do have something and it's going to be more of like an installation 
Amazing. Uh, you know, but yeah, I got some ideas. Look at his eyes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. Honestly. You can't. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Well, yeah. look out for that. This, this is one. I, don't, I haven't. I don't know where it'll be yet. But yeah. I got okay, Sarah. About you then, also so fiber arts. Annie? We're looking. You know what? Um, letterpress. Oh. Yeah, I built mm-hmm. a small um, uh, provisional press that is uh, ready to go for printing um, lead and wood type and and block block printing and stuff too. Oh, you if did. anybody has any uh, type. Preferably wood, but if you have any type lying around in your weird uh, collections, I would like to borrow it. <laughs> oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. What about you, Christy? Oh, my hands are full with Moab art trails and uh, just making sure that that can be sustained. Mm. Uh, as you may know, the call to artists has gone out for the 23-24 year. We have up to uh, 12500 to buy a piece. It's great because mm, it's a guaranteed buy, which is a bit of a distinction from other uh, towns that say, come, show your art, mm-hmm. and maybe. Mm-hmm. We're saying we're, we're raising the money, and we're able to grow a little bit because of the wrap tax, and so that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's it. Right on. Thank you. Thanks for asking. Yeah. It's hard, though, because the admin, you know, that's... Yeah, that's, that's that's different from you know making art, <laughs> right? You're well, facilitating. I, You're I taking am. a facilitation I'm, role. That's correct. Got to have it. There's an art to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to thank uh, each of you. I want to thank you, Christy Williams, for for being here today and thank to you, help Richard with our discussion. Mm-hmm. Alex, I want to thank you very much for coming and sharing your thoughts on. Um, being an artist in Moab and uh, where we might be going as as an arts community. And Sarah, thank you so much um, for being here today. I love uh, to talk with you about your your crazy ideas like <laughs> like um, uh, 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 soapbox derby for KZMU. Oh gosh, I still want that. Well, you know that we have so many opportunities here and and it's up to us to try to explore them and in, and encourage others to do that. So I thank you for joining us here today for this discussion on where is Moab's art community. And we will be uh, addressing this again um, in coming shows. One will be about uh, financing um, the arts community here um, as well as some other topics related to the arts community, of course. So once again, this is Richard Codd with Art Talks here on KZMU, and thank you so much for listening today. I really enjoyed having our guests to, uh, talk about a topic near and dear to my heart. So thank, thank you. Thank you.